Business Insider is reporting that the sneaker market has never been hotter or more costly. As a matter of fact, thanks to celebrity endorsements and a move to a more casual fashion culture, they say that uh, running shoes have become the new status symbol of the rich. And for more on this, joined now by marketing expert Mike Leon. He joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Mike, how are you this afternoon? Very well, thanks, Jeff. How about you? I'm doing okay. Uh, What is it with the sneakers? I mean, these prices, uh, they're getting pretty astronomical. (laughs) They are, but you know what? You said it. It is all about status. So, you know, you're not buying shoes. You're buying a, a point of expression. And, you know, for certain markets, I mean, kids are a huge one with this. And by the way, you know, I remember this when I was a kid, too. Like, you know, I pressured my parents to buy the latest in Nike Airs. You know, and really what it was about was standing out. So it's getting more and more pricey and it's getting more and more exclusive, but the principle is still the same. It's not the shoes. It's about the image that that really allows people to have. It's funny you said Nike Air because it brought me back. I didn't get on the Nike Air bandwagon. Sadly, I went the other way. I went with, uh, remember Reebok Pump? Sure do. Yeah, Uh, and I thought, man, I was going to be cool with that. I was the only guy in high school with Reebok Pump. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely but you know what jeff like this this is kind of the age-old argument right because like this argument comes up all the time when talking about electronics too you know why buy an iphone versus buying the top of the line google pixel very similar phone very very different price point so you know the brand and everything when you start unpacking what the brand actually means it comes back to how does it make you feel how does it make you look how does it, what does it say about your own self-expression? What does it say about how you are above everybody else? And then you bring in the collectible factor into that as well, which is, you know, why you get like one set of shoes selling for, you know, six figures, which the article pointed out. Yeah, there's a Canadian investor who paid nearly $450,000 for a rare pair of uh, Nike uh, moon shoes. Absolutely. Unreal. Yeah, so it's it's really interesting when you start unpacking all those different factors that lead up to it. But, you know, the undeniable truth is, is that, you know, the brand unpacks all those feelings. And the feelings is what leads people to want to spend this ridiculous amount of money for them. Yeah, well, kind of, you know, peel back a few of the layers here uh, for us. Uh, when running shoes first became status symbols, uh, does it go back uh, to kind of the, the first Air Jordans? Is that the genesis of this, or is it even further back than that And Stan Smith? Well, you know, I mean, I, I remember hearing stories from my parents about, you know, wearing wearing Converse as kids or, or similar types of shoes to that. And, you know, I, I think it, I mean, while I can't necessarily speak to the exact history, what I can say is, you know, the brand names becoming the brands themselves and becoming a whole, like, full of imagery goes back quite a bit. And I think, you know, I remember as a kid when Air Jordans first came out, what that very much symbolized was that, you know, it gave people the feeling that they can be amazing. And by buying these shoes, that gave them a small, very small sliver access pass towards that. And that's an incredible thing. I mean, there's a lot of negatives to it, and it certainly add a lot of pressure. But from a branding perspective, what it does is it tells anyone that, hey, you want to be like Mike? Buy the shoes. And you look back to the way that Nike really marketed them, it was very much along that line. Be like Mike, wear the shoes, look at what the shoes enable. So I think that was a huge turning point in history. And you pointed out that, you know, the, the Reebok pumps, you know, that was, that was one of the reactionary moves from that. And there was a whole bunch of, you know, very, very, you know, failed attempts at brands trying to kind of be like that. But Nike was one of the huge ones.
Yeah, but you know, those Air Jordans, it's amazing because uh, you're right. When they first uh, took off, if you will, pardon the pun, uh, you know, people, you're right, wanted to feel as if uh, I can't really walk in Michael Jordan's shoes, but uh, this gets me at least one step closer. But the really interesting thing uh, for me about uh, Air Jordans, Mike, is the fact that the Jordans playing days are long behind him, but Air Jordans, the shoes, are still as popular as ever. They are, for sure. And I find that curious on a couple levels, because Nike's also taken a bit of a different approach in their marketing, where, you know, they're still relying on celebrities. But they're also marketing to the every person. But one of my favorite ads in the last few years from Nike uh, came out where they had a, uh, an overweight boy running. And all it was was it was one shot of the boy running. And for a minute, you watched him running from very far away, and he got closer and closer to the camera. And a voiceover underneath in a lovely accent said, uh, everybody could be great. Greatness is in within reach of everybody. And, you know, you contrast that to the Air Jordan style of marketing, which was be like Mike. This was very much saying be yourself. So it kind of feels like they're running kind of two different battles at this point in time. One that's very much predicated on the use of the celebrity factor. And the other one is very much kind of an inward out sort of approach of saying, look, whoever you are, whatever you are, we want to help you be the best version of yourself. So it's interesting to see how those play out. Joined by marketing expert Mike Leon on the phone, talking about uh, sneakers, the price of them, and how they're the new status symbol of the rich. And we've kind of delved the last couple of minutes into the uh, celebrity endorsement aspect, uh, but they also cite the fact that our culture shifted, our fashion culture, to more uh, of a uh, casual uh, fashion. And that's where I think some of these other celebrities who are not necessarily uh, sporting celebs uh, come into play here, Mike. Uh, thinking, obviously, of Kanye West in particular in the, in the Yeezys, and he's wearing them around, and now uh, all of a sudden everybody else, uh, you know, instead of being like Mike, they want to be like Kanye. <laughs> For sure. And, you know, you brought up a really interesting point, Jeff, where you talk about, you know, the, the elegance and the extravagance of the casual. And it's, it's funny because, you know, my, my dad was a tailor and I always grew up with the notion that, you know, you, you want to spend money on anything, you want to spend money on formal wear. But now you see people walking around with $1,000 pairs of jeans. In my industry, you know, that's the uniform, jeans, a t-shirt, and a, and a sport coat. So the pedigree that's come with casual has really upped its game over the last little while. And so, you know, when you ask the question, does it make sense to spend four or 500 bucks on a pair of shoes and maybe wear those shoes to a meeting or maybe wear those shoes to work? Yeah, you're seeing a lot more of that. And if that's what people are doing and that's what people are using them for, does it justify that expense, especially if it makes them feel all those feelings that you want to have come with it? The answer in a lot of cases is yes. Yeah, and it's just not the youth anymore that's sort of susceptible, if you will, or buying into this. Uh, it's funny, I was at a barbecue on Saturday night, and uh, a buddy showed up, and I asked him, are those Yeezys? And he's like, yeah, I spent like eight ninety nine for these shoes. I'm like, Wayne, what are you doing, uh, $900 on running shoes? He goes, that's why I'm wearing my $40 Jack Nicholas golf shorts with them. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's a community, right? And, you know, who will meet people who are wearing the same shoes? Even people he doesn't know that will look at them and be like, hey, look at you. And, you know, those brand communities exist all over the place. You drive a Jeep, you see someone else who drives the same type of Jeep, they'll usually put up the number four because that symbolizes, that's the symbol among Jeep drivers. Mini drivers have these communities as well. So these brand communities bring people who don't really have a lot in common 
together. So it's all those feelings that come with that. It's fascinating stuff. Yeah, it really is. And I mean, if you go into a store now, you look at running shoes. I mean, you're lucky if you can find a pair, honestly, under like $250 now. It's it's astronomical. Mike Leon with us this afternoon on the uh, status symbol of uh, sneakers, the new symbol of the rich. Mike, thanks so much. Appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much, Jeff. Have a good one. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.